Britney in 2019 was just as worthy as Britney in 2020 is. She was just as worthy of relationships that are pleasing to God. This is She Beats It, your weekly reminder that no challenge is greater than God. We share stories of real Christian women beating the odds in life and business. This is the place where women overcome. This is where she beats it, whatever it is. Welcome to the She Beats It podcast. I'm your host, Brittany King, self-proclaimed hope dealer and God-centered girl. In this episode, I want to challenge you guys to think about this premise of New Year, same me. So I want to start off by saying welcome to 2020. Are you guys as excited as I am? I'm super excited to be in a new year. 2019 was rough. I'm thankful for every day in 2019 though, (laughs) y'all, because I'm still alive. Before we start, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and that you leave a five-star review, okay? So I want to jump in and talk about this whole premise of new year, same you. And I want to kind of do that in light of the last solo podcast I did. And I believe that was what got you here will get you there. And the general idea was so many people encourage you to abandon a lot of what you've done to go to quote the next level. I titled this podcast New Year, Same You, because like I said in the last episode, I do believe there are some things, right? Some intrinsic characteristics about yourself that you are going to have to carry into the new year. We all have some good things about us. Are there some things that we can change and do better? Yes. However, let's not buy into this idea that we have to like just do this overhaul. I don't know. Like that doesn't work for me in my mind. And every time I try to do an overhaul, it just, it's a failure, right? It's a miserable failure. And so I just want to, you know, talk to all of you ladies who are listening and say, hey, let's hashtag new year, same me. You know what? That would be fun for all of us to hashtag that on social media. I'm going to start hashtagging that. New year, same me. And I think one of the things that we run into, specifically us who are female entrepreneurs, is that we want to be in control of all of these things are happening. You know, we've got to make sure we're making money for our business and that we're getting ROI and all these things, which I get it. I understand. It makes sense, right? It's kind of futile to be doing things that are not turning a return, like you're not getting some kind of return for or making a profit. I understand that. However, when I did the class in the She Beats It Squad on how to build and monetize a Christ-centered brand, I very clearly talked about how if God didn't call you to it, don't do it. Because a lot of times as women, we are adept at doing things. We can make money. And I promise you, the money will come, but the fulfillment will not if you're doing something God did not tell you to do. Okay? I just wanted to share that. And for me, I have really just learned. I don't know. I feel like God keeps telling me it's not your business. Right? And I'm going to say that with business meaning two things. So number one being that it's not your business, as in you do not own this business. You are not in control. And a lot of times we act as if we are. If God is not the CEO of your life and business, you are going to be spinning your wheels. You may find some modicum of earthly success, right? You may make some money, but at the end of the day, there will always be this God-sized hole in your heart and your soul that you literally will never be able to fill. Like that's real life, okay? So I'm saying it's not your business. You know, it's God's because it belongs to him. And without his blessing and favor, it's not going nowhere, right? It's not going to go anywhere. I also say business in the sense of like, 
it doesn't concern you. Like, it's like I don't know. I tell my kids sometimes and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I always say my number. I'm like 34 because I'd be trying to track my moves. I'm like, it's none of your business. Like, it doesn't concern you, right? Like, you don't need to know every move I make. Here's the beautiful thing about God. Not only does he know every move you will make before you make it, but he is concerned with your business. And if you're a woman who's listening and perhaps you are not a, quote, entrepreneur, he is also concerned with your life. So no, it's not your business as in your company. It belongs to God. If you're doing it for him, listen, you have to surrender that. You have to surrender it to him like in real life. But also remember that God is concerned with every single thing that concerns you as his daughter. Like that gives me so much comfort and peace because I try to orchestrate and manufacture all of these things in my life to happen. And God is like, girl, on your best day, you are no match for me. I am God. And so I want to kind of step back a second when we're thinking about New Year, same me. Here is one change that I would encourage you to make. If you are a believer, if you are walking with God, but you are not going deeper, that's the one thing I want you to change for 2020. I promise you, your life will change. It may get harder because... Satan's probably going to be like, "Mm -mm, she's getting too close to him. I got to throw some things her way. But you will literally have the most unexplainable peace that you cannot even explain or you cannot even articulate. Like, I feel like that's my situation a lot of times, especially because 2019 was such a difficult year. I have peace sometimes that I'm like, I don't even know how to articulate what this is. Like, what is this? And I know it's God alone, right? And so that's the one thing I would encourage you to change. But I would also encourage you to go to God and just have like an honest conversation with him. I feel like, I don't know if y'all feel this way, but I got caught up growing up in the church where the prayers had to be elaborate and sound pretty. And, you know, others were listening. I'm like, if I just have an audience of one who has the power to change my situation, it doesn't matter who else is around. Like, seriously, I would tell my girls because they would tell me, mommy, we don't know how to pray. How do I pray? Like, what what do I do? And specifically, one of my daughters has a harder time. And so I would tell this child, I tell them both, I'm like, you know, I want you to pray for your life as if you're talking to someone who had the power to change it. If you want mommy to be healed, talk to God like he has the power to heal your mommy. Talk to God if he has the power to release whatever situation you're going through in your life, right? Like I would much rather talk to someone who could change my situation than someone who could not. And think about this. If you've ever applied for a job, if you've ever, you know, wanted something to happen in your life and you're kind of like, let's just go back to the job situation because I work in HR and recruiting. So you, a lot of job seekers assume that we as hiring managers and talent acquisition professionals and recruiters, we have the power to change their situation. The funny thing is, though, we don't, because if God has not already moved on our hearts to hire this person or whatever, I promise you it won't happen. Like in real life, we feel like we have so much power and literally we don't. So go to God and say, what are the things in me that need to be uprooted? Right. But I think even more importantly, because I think a lot of times as women, we count ourselves out like I can never do that. I can never you know, be this woman. I can never be this six, seven figure business owner. I can never be this wife. I can never be this one who doesn't have all these broken relationships in my life. And it's like God is like, listen, you have good qualities in you. You're my daughter. Right. And so I'm like, God, water the stuff in me that needs to blossom and bloom. 
because I feel like I underestimate. I'm always my own hardest critic. Like everyone else is like, oh, Brittany, you this, this, and this. And then I find 100 reasons why what they said is not really true or why I'm not really worthy of what they said. But the thing is, whatever God says about you is gold. You can take that to the bank, okay? So I want y'all, let's hashtag this, right? Let's do on social media, hashtag new year, same me. Okay. And I want to talk to y'all in a little bit about something I want to do to help you guys get there where you're so focused on God that like literally that's all you see. But before I do that, and before I give you some actionable strategies, I want to tell you one thing about goal setting. I know where, you know, we're the first day in 2020. I'm so excited that this podcast launched the first day of 2020. And a lot of people are going to go on the cycle of setting their intentions for the year and writing all these goals and doing all these things, which is cool. I get it. However, I want you to understand (laughs) two things, okay? I really want y'all to understand this because I have just learned this and it's just been so beautiful in my life. The first thing is that you do not have to say yes to everything the world asks you to do, which that's kind of like, okay, duh. But when I say that, what I really mean is that a lot of times we will see things that look like amazing opportunities, amazing things happening in our lives. And yes, this has to be God because it's so amazing. Listen, I said this in a podcast episode probably a few months ago now, but distractions look like opportunities when you don't know where you're going. I'm going to say that again. Distractions look like opportunities when you don't know where you're going. If you do not know what God is calling you to do and be, you need to talk to God. You need to get closer to him. BK don't have the answers for you. You know, all of these books don't, self-help books don't have the answer for you. Social media, a counselor. Listen, I'm not discouraging you to go to counseling and to have therapy, but God is the ultimate counselor. Okay. And here's the second part of that. So the first part I said, you don't have to say yes to everything the world asks you to do. I was just telling my mom today, I'm like, no is a complete sentence. And I feel like that's like been a popular little saying, but I'm like, whew, I struggle with that. You should though, however, say yes to everything God asks you to do. Now, understand God loves us so much that he doesn't force us to do anything. So we, we have free will literally to make our own choices. But if God is saying, hey, if he's putting a prompting in your heart, if he, he's speaking to you about something, I encourage you to do it and do it like now. <laughs> do it right now. And the reason why I say that is, you know, I've talked about this before about partial obedience and how it's not really obedience at all. Some of the scariest places that I have been, God took me there. And it's like, you have to go this, right? Because I walk through the valley of the shadow of death <laughs> with you, right? And it's like, just trust that. I always tell my kids, you could be anything God wants you to be. Can't be anything you want to be. You can be anything God wants you to be. And there is so much. I just have a sense of like, knowing that my God loves me, that he is worthy to be trusted. So I wanted to say this, we're going to get into the actionable takeaways right after I tell you this. I have a bit of an update for you. So you may have noticed this if you're listening to this episode. So I realize that we have listeners all literally all over the world. Y'all know I've said that before, but I'm like, man, I've been doing my podcast. I've been releasing them at 7 a.m. Central every Wednesday. We are releasing podcasts 2020 going forward, like in the new year and going forward, they will be released at midnight every Wednesday. So wherever you are in the world, right? (laughs) If you're on one side of the world or the other, this podcast will be released at 12 a.m. 
every Wednesday. So you'll have 11.59 Tuesday night. Once the clock strikes 12, a new episode will be up. So you could try that next week. If you didn't notice this week that it was up early, we'll have an amazing guest episode. I'm not going to tell y'all what it's about because it's so super good. But I wanted to remind you of that. Also, I want to offer you guys something. I know we're in this, you know, we want to... We want to do this radical change in our lives. And I'm laughing because I don't want y'all to do that. I want y'all to make small improvements that when compounded have a lasting effect. But I have a worksheet for y'all called God and Goals that is going to help walk you through what your goals need to be for 2020. What would God have you do? And it's not going to be in the typical way you think about it. So you can go to the She Beats It website, shebeatsit.com. You'll see a banner there. January 1st, and you'll be able to download your free guide on God and goals. Okay. So let's get back to the actionable takeaways. So we have talked a little bit about how 2020 should be the year, this new year, same you. Listen, if you aren't happy with who you are, if you aren't happy with where you are, I encourage you about this first point that I'm about to share, this first actionable takeaway. I want you to write down a list of things that are positive about yourself. And the reason why I want you to do that is because I want you to strengthen those things. Because for whatever reason, you're already adept at that. You're already good at whatever is positive in your life. And I want you to strengthen those things because as you intentionally work at strengthening those things, the other things in your life that are perhaps a struggle, that are perhaps difficult, they will become weaker. It's just like if you go to the gym and you only focus on one area, one area of your body, only that part of your body will get stronger. I hope that makes sense. So that's the first actionable strategy. I want you to give yourselves 30 seconds because I want you to do it. Even if you have to pause this podcast, I want you to give yourself 30 seconds. Write down a list. And I don't even want, I'm not going to ask you for a number. Write down as many things as you can about yourself that are positive. And I want you to take that list before the Lord and ask him to help you in those areas. And then say, God, the other box, (laughs) the areas of opportunity box, God, this too. But I want you to focus on the positive things. And I'm not like, don't get me wrong. I'm not in this self-help, think happy thoughts. I don't believe that, right? I don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to over here talk about prosperity gospel, right? I am talking about doing the work because it's going to take work to become even more adept at doing what you do well, okay? I want y'all to really, really focus on that. The next thing I want you to do, I want you to step back for a second. This is January 1st right? We got all these days left in the year, 365 days this year. I want you guys to step back. I want you to lay down this burden, this responsibility that you got to change your life in 365 days. I want you to write down after you finish the exercise one, I want you to write down what you're committed to in the next hour. Okay. It's so crazy. I was going to say what you're committed to today, but I felt like I should say in the next hour, I want you to commit to something for the next hour. Whether that's, if you listen to this podcast at 7 central, 12 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 7 p.m., whether that's taking five minutes to thank God for everything that happened today, yesterday, or that will happen tomorrow, I want you to think about what you're committed to for the next hour. And then after you do that, I want you to write down what you're committed to for the next day. Not tomorrow, not in February, not for Q1, right? A lot of... (laughs) A lot of us entrepreneurs are like, what are we going to do in Q1? What, how much money are we going to make? What are you committed to today? Are you going to write on your social media today? Are you going to go live today? Are you going to write a letter to your kids today? Are you going to do something for your husband today in the next hour and then all day today? Now, I struggle with this because a lot of times I, 
When night falls, I get a lot of anxiety about what I have not accomplished. And so I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to do it right and I'm going to get it better. And then tomorrow comes and I forgot what I was thinking about the night before because I was sleepy. I didn't write it down. So if you are like me and you need reminders, I set reminders on my phone. I have an iPhone, right? That remind me like, hey, you need to do this, right? uh, Stop and do this at this time. (laughs) But then also too, Like if you need to put sticky notes up on your door, your bedroom door, on your car so that you have to take it off and read it, on the refrigerator in the kitchen, I want you to be committed to something today. And I'm going to start with y'all. I'm going to do it with y'all, okay? I want y'all to be committed to one thing for today. And as you go about your day with intentionality, this is, again, what I was talking about that a lot of financial people talk about with compound interest. One small deposit today can reap huge dividends if left to compound, okay? So I want y'all to remember that and really, really think about how your life could change if you allow God, right? And I've said this before because God dropped this in my spirit. It's like, you do the work, I'll do the rest. I'm God, but you gotta show up. Ladies, you know, I have a lot of women who ask me about branding and things like that. I'm like, you gotta show up. If you're inconsistent, right? If you do not plan to be out of commission sometime, then you're not taking care of your business and you're not taking care of yourself because there are going to be things that happen. You may get unexpectedly sick. You know, something may happen with, with a family member. You may just be tired, right? As women, we just do a lot. And so you need to hold yourself accountable and put yourself as a priority. Listen, I want to say this because <laughs> I feel like I said, listen a lot today. That's weird. I want to say this because, you know, we always have people saying, what's your word for the year? I would do that. And it really meant nothing. It was fun to say. I was super proud of my words in the past, but it meant nothing. It wasn't any guide for my year because by March, I have forgotten what the year was. or If I remembered, it didn't really matter. But I was thinking last week, I was reading my Bible as I was sitting on my compression machine and I was listening to the Bible being read, actually. And it's like, the Holy Spirit told me, your word for 2020 is help. Now, before y'all assume... (laughs) what help means in this context. I want to tell you what God was working on me with. And it was like, Brittany, you got to help yourself before you can help anyone else. So I want you to help yourself by eating better, by exercising, by managing your money better, by managing your home, like all of these things. It's like help Brittany be the best version of herself. She could be, which the number one priority for that is to be connected to the source. Like I'm sitting here looking at my iMac computer, my desktop, Apple computer, and it's like, this thing would not even work properly. Actually, it wouldn't work at all if it was not connected to the power source. If you're not connected to your power, which is the number one way I can help myself and show up for myself, do not expect anything in your life to work, period. So my word is help. I will help myself and then I'll be able to show up for others. Specifically, God was speaking to me about this in the area of finances because I naturally, like I hate to see people suffering. I hate to see people in need. And because I've made a decent amount, like a relatively decent amount of money, it's like, oh, I had money to blow. And it's like, you take care of your house. Make sure that you're living your legacy in a way that if something happens to you, your children are taken care of and your children's children are taken care of, right? Because a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. But also once you are... In a position where you have excess, you can just give. That's like one of my biggest goals in life, to give like no one else, right? And to just do it and not have to like parade around, but just give. Go on a giving spree, you know? Anyways, I got off on a tangent. All right, so now it's time for the social media segment of the podcast. This is a time of the podcast where I share with you a nugget or a tidbit 
from social media that I have found to be relevant to what we're talking about today. So this comes from Instagram. I'm not sharing the handle today because I don't know how I really feel about this <laughs> this Instagram page. And it just was, I was just like, man, I need to be careful about what I share here. So anyways, this post says, you are good enough. Actually, you're probably overqualified. But let's just start off the day humble. You know, I always have a revision or a modification to these social media posts. So here's mine. You are good enough. Actually, you're probably overqualified. But let's just start the new year off humble. Okay, we're going to start off the new year humble. We're going to recognize our greatness and we're going to be in a position and posture of God, you use me, right? But the first part is the part that I really want you guys to hang on to is that you're good enough. New year, same me. Brittany in 2019 was just as worthy as Brittany in 2020 is. She was just as worthy of relationships that are pleasing to God, of opportunities, of taking care of her body. 2019 and 2020, Brittany was the same level of worthy. <laughs> okay. And speaking of social media, if you guys are not following us on Instagram, it's at She Beats It. Make sure you join the She Beats It Facebook squad and we'll have a lot of fun there. Make sure you guys do that. I want to leave you with a, a scripture on the topic as I always do, but this time I have two scriptures. The first one comes from Proverbs eleven fourteen. Both of these scriptures are in the New American Standard Bible version. The first scripture, Proverbs eleven fourteen, says, where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Okay, hold on there. I'm coming back. The next one is Psalms 32.8, also in the NASB version. This is my dad's favorite verse. And it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. The reason why I chose these two verses is because number one, Psalms 32.8 is my dad's favorite verse. I have this verse printed out and stuck to my bathroom mirror because I don't know, it's just something for me about the same scriptures that spoke to him and his legacy of faith. Like it just speaks to my spirit. But also I was thinking about how we have to be careful who we're listening to for counsel, especially as believers, right? As women of faith, we have got to know who we are going to. If we don't know what we believe, we will believe anything. Oh, I like that. I need to write that down. <laughs> but Proverbs eleven fourteen, right? So we know that King Solomon is the author of Proverbs. And he's saying in this specific chapter, he's talking about like the nation and like things that will happen and how evil comes to people who have ill intentions, right? And he's saying where there was no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. My question is, because a lot of people say this verse, right? But if the right people aren't counseling you, you're in trouble. Make sure you're being counseled by Christ-centered people. And then Psalms 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I love this because this was written, the Psalms, Psalms the book of Psalms was written by King David of Israel. And I'm like, yo, this blew my mind. Like how many times have I heard this verse? But it blew my mind. I was like, God is the counselor, right? And it's completely like the comparison between the previous verse I read, right? Obviously, the Bible wants you to have wise, godly counselors. However, if you if it's someone masquerading to be a wise, godly counselor, you'll be distracted. And you'll get distracted if you're not firmly rooted in your own faith. But Psalms 32, 8, I'm like, oh my God, if I could just have a moment with the God of the universe to counsel me with his eye upon me. Oh my gosh, y'all. It made me think of my daughter who... Both of my daughters are athletic, right? So I'm going to use this to talk about both of them. And they, both of them were recently talking about some team event that they want to be a part of. And I thought about the times when they would practice for these separate events. 
and how I was counseling them with my eyes upon them, watching them say, hey, do this correction, do this thing right, change this thing. Oh, you're really strong there, right? Keep doing that. That's great. And I was like, oh my gosh, because my eye is upon them, I could see and I could tell them how to course correct. God's eye is always upon me. His eyes on the sparrow. So I know (laughs) he watches me. And it's like, he's there ready and willing to show up for his children, to tell them, I got you. Course correct here. Do this there. I'm going to counsel you. And I think about counsel in the context of like a counselor, like in the legal field, right? Like what say you counsel? And it's like, man, I've dealt with attorneys and they'll tell you what's best for you as their client because their goal is always to win the case, right? And so it's like God, who is the ultimate counselor, is not only counseling you, but he's counseling you with his eye upon you. I just can't ask for anything more, ladies. So I want you to remember this year, hashtag new year, same me. Let's um, show up. Let's surrender our lives to Christ. Man, I know, I know God is able. He's been so good. And a lot of people have been saying 2019 sucked. I'm one of those people, but that was an erroneous statement because 2019 was a blessing. I'm alive, y'all. If you're listening to this podcast, you're alive too. It's time to boss up and show up for the glory of God. That's it for the She Beats It podcast. Until next time, ladies, trust God to help you beat the odds.